Hello, and welcome to College Planning Simplified. I'm your host, Arielle Villanueva from Advantage College Planning. More than ever, people are looking for guidance to navigate through the college admissions process. On this show, I sit down with admissions reps and consultants to discuss the ideas, the opportunities, and the strategies to take advantage of so you can simplify college planning. In today's episode, I chat with Kaya Stewart from the University of Richmond about her experiences as an admissions counselor. We'll discuss Kaya's approach to reading applications and how Richmond evaluates contribution to community, and she'll share some advice for students and families. So thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Ariel, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Um, we were actually just chatting the other day about the busyness of this time of year in an admissions office and how that's kind of winding down now, right? Seniors have decided which schools they're going to attend and juniors, <laughs> we were actually just talking about this, are ramping up their college visits again in that mid-June time frame. And we actually chatted about your travel experiences this past cycle and the places that you were able to visit through college fairs. So I wanted to start us off with our questions today, basically geared towards the college fair. Like, what do you think are the do's and don'ts for students who are attending a fair? Yes. Uh, So college fairs are really cool because you get to experience a lot of different universities that you may not have heard of before. um, And you get to talk to a lot of different admissions counselors and representatives. Um, A lot of times students will come up to the table and they'll just ask the most like basic question, like what is your student to faculty ratio or how is your engineering program? Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say like, instead of asking those like really typical questions, sprinkle in some like more meaningful, um, a little bit deeper question. So think of like, you know, how do your professors get to know their students or, you know, are there internship and research opportunities? Like what are current students doing? Um, I think if you ask more meaningful questions, um, you'll get more meaningful answers from that admission representative. Um, and you can better decide if that university is going to be a good fit for you. Um, But yeah, just kind of like sharpen the questions that you ask. Hmm. That's a good way to say it, sharpen it. And then it also allows you to talk about University of Richmond in a way that I feel like is a more enjoyable conversation. Yeah. Other than like a one word response, like our student to faculty ratio is this. Right. And you can really elaborate on it. And it makes it more of a conversation than just like a question and response moment. Exactly. And a lot of the answers that's a lot of the answers to the questions that students are asking, you can easily find them online. So I would say don't, if you can find it on the website, don't ask that admission representative because you're not using that time to your advantage. Like ask them something that you can't find online. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good idea. What is the most meaningful question that you've been asked? Most meaningful question. I feel like when students, I can't think of a specific question, but when students ask about like the student life and like what types of students 
are at Richmond. Um, that's really fun to talk about because, you know, I can talk about, you know, our students are very passionate about what they do and what they're involved in. Um, and you can kind of get a feel for, you know, that prospective student you're talking to, they can get a feel for the students that are on campus and, and see if that's a good fit for them. So I like when they ask kind of about the student body and the culture of the university. Those are always kind of fun to answer. Yeah, I love that. Um, switching gears a little bit. Essays. I was just chatting with some folks about essays. We're in that kind of time frame prior to this next admission cycle. Um, so what do you as an admissions counselor look for in a great essay? And then kind of a twofold question. How much do essays matter at Richmond? I love essays. Like that is probably one of my favorite parts of the application. Yeah. Um, you know, as someone, it was my first year reading this year. Um, and I think that that was one of the best parts about a student's application because that's where you really get to know who they are, you know, what the student's passionate about. Um, you get a kind of inside look into their world. Besides like the basic kind of things like, you know, spelling, punctuation, just putting together a coherent thought, those things are always important. Right. Um, just kind of be authentic. Um and when you're authentic, usually your personality comes through and I, I can get a feel of like who you are just as a person, right? Because we are, we look at the numbers, you know, we look at your test scores and we look at your GPA and your rigor, but that doesn't really tell us about who the student is. Um, so the essay is the best place for me to get to really know you. And like here at Richmond, so whatever the territories we recruit in, those are the essays that we read. So all the states that I recruit in, um, I will read those students' essays first. Um, and I'm one of the main people that gets to know that student. And I vouch for you and I, you know, push for you to, um, you know, be a student here at Richmond. So essays are a great tool into like the, your admission counselor getting to know you as a student, as a person, um, and what you're passionate about. Yeah. And your voice gets to come through. I mean, we talk with students all the time about, you know, to like highlight yourself, but not yeah. in a way that you're going to be sharing information that is already in the application, right? If they know yeah. about your, you know, team or your sport or this thing that you won through your activities list already, like elaborate, if that's really the story you want to tell, tell it in a way that the admissions counselor, admissions representative can hear your voice yes. and also get to know more about you. Exactly. I, I read, I read a lot of stuff this year um, and students would basically say the same thing that I read on their activities resume. Like, you know, mm -hmm. they were in Spanish club, they were in soccer, they were on the swim team. Awesome. And they would say all of that again in their essay. And I'm like, great, I already know this about you. Can you tell me something super specific? Like talk about that one soccer game you won or that time you spent with your grandparents one weekend. Like take one specific thing, event, anything that's meaningful to you. And if you talk about that, your personality, what you're passionate about, that will come through. Um, it'll feel authentic and it'll be more enjoyable for your admission counselor to read, like no mm -hmm. doubt. Yeah, we we were chatting earlier, my, myself and a, a colleague, about like a lot of students enjoy writing essays about family members or mm -hmm. if it's a friend or something like that. But the star of the show should be the student, right? right. So it's, it's cool to learn about your experience with your grandmother, but I want to know how did it affect you? Right. 
Right. Um, and, and really make yourself like the primary character. So that's good to hear. And then how much do like you take into consideration at Richmond, the student's essay as a part of their application? Right. So we review applications holistically. So what that means is we look at all of your um, lived experiences um, within the context of like who you are. So we look at, you know, where you've gone to high school, you know, what kind of courses are offered, um, what kind of extracurricular activities you may have been able to take part of. So it's very much, we're looking at everything at the same time. But I will say that the essays do matter a lot at Richmond. Um, like I said, it is a great way for us to get to know you. Um, and that's, you know, we're trying to see if you're a good fit for Richmond. You know, the numbers tell us certain things, but it's also good to know you as a person. Those, you know, not, I guess they would be like quantitative type, you know, your characteristics, who you are. But yeah, essays matter. Um, and it's just important to just be authentic and, and show your true self in them. And I think um, your admissions counselor will will see that and that'll come through. That's so great. Thank you for sharing that. It's, it's what we share with our students and families all the time. So it's nice to hear it from your perspective as well. I did want to mention too about deadlines because one thing that Richmond does that might be a little different from other schools is y'all have early decision. So can you chat through the impact that early decision has on an applicant? Yes, for sure. So early decision is great if um, you know, you are applying to a school um, and that is your first choice school. That's where you want to be. Um, you know, you can see yourself there as a student. I would go ahead and apply using their early decision application plan. This is a this is a good way to let um, institutions know that, you know, you, you know, want to be there and you have a commitment to them um, and you want to be part of their class. For us at Richmond, about 45 45% of our class comes from our early decision pools. Um, so that's quite a bit. So it really helps us determine, um, you know, how to shape and make up our um, incoming class. But I will tell students, um, if you're on the fence about applying early decision to any school, you should be thinking about three kind of like categories um, so you should be able to commit to that school financially, of course, um, academically, and also socially. And so those are the three things to think about if you are interested in applying somewhere early decision. Um, you know, is this a place you can see yourself thriving academically? Do they have the programs you want socially? You know, do they have organizations and clubs that interest you? What are the university's values? What are the students doing on campus? Um, and then, of course, financially, um, is this something that is practical for you and your family? because you are signing a binding agreement. And so if you are admitted, you do have to attend that university. And so a lot of students don't really think about that um, when they do apply with early decision. Um, and so it is a family decision and not something to be taken lightly, but it can be a really great way to show a university that this is where you wanna be. Um, yeah, so that's kind of early decision. There it is. <laughs> and what is like your most popular? I mean, 45 is, is a high admit rate for early decision, but what's your most popular deadline? Honestly, I would say it's still early action. We get a lot yeah. of students that will apply for early action. Um, so we have 
we do have four application plans, um, early action, early, early decision one and two, and then regular decision. So obviously pick the one that's best for um, yeah. you, but that's, that's, yeah. This actually worked out really well because I'm going to plug our other podcast episode um, with Gina Wilner, where we talk through uh, deadlines, like early decision is binding, it's contractual agreement. Um, So if you have a moment to listen to that, I think that will help kind of understand too the different deadlines for Richmond. So um, a little plug in there. Um, I did want to ask you, Kaya, like, recommendation letters what are you looking for when you read a recommendation letter yes I first want to say like I feel like the student you should not be stressing about your recommendation letter because that's not something that's necessarily in your control of course you need to tell your counselor your teacher coach or whoever that you need a recommendation letter for any school that you're applying to that may require one that is in your hands. But as far as the quality of the letter, the information that's shared um, is sometimes not completely in the student's hand. And so not every school has the same like dedicated college counselor who can write a beautifully crafted recommendation letter with all of the bullet points and the section headings, which are, you know, easy for us to read because, you know, you it's a flow. You you learn about the student and you move on. Um, and th- that's not something that we will, you know, knock the student down on or anything. Because again, they don't have control over what's written there. But it is a great opportunity for us to learn more about the student's character from like an outside perspective, which is really cool. And it can also be helpful in evaluating if that student's going to be a good fit here at Richmond. So if we see like the counselor mentions a lot about oh, the student loves research and is always, you know, participating in class discussions and all that kind of thing. We're like, okay, awesome. This student would thrive in a small classroom environment like we have here at Richmond. They would benefit from, um, you know, access to research opportunities or internship opportunities. And we can kind of see that through how they are in the classroom and how that recommendation letter, you know, paints a picture of them. But again, not all recommendation letters are created equally. Um, So that's something that you know, if you were to rank the things in an application that are most crucial for me, when I read personally, I don't take the recommendation letter into account as much as some other components of the application. Yeah, because you bring up a great point. And when I was reading uh, recommendation letters too in admissions, like there could there was a school counselor who had a small caseload and was able to write, you know, a page and a half about a student. And then there was another school counselor who, you know, the caseload is so large that realistically, like they would sometimes even write like a quick two sentence thing. And so, yeah, it's hard to compare those two things. Um, And it kind of takes us back to, the essay component being something that you can control. Exactly. Um, so I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah. And again, it factors into the holistic thing. Like if we know you're at a larger school, your counselor probably doesn't have the time to dedicate. Like we we understand that and we're that's not something that's counted against the student whatsoever. Yeah. Speaking of essays too, and I should have asked this earlier, thinking about supplemental essays and prompts, like what is your take on how students should decide which supplemental essay prompt to choose? 
Yeah. Um, it's going to be kind of cliche, but like, trust your gut. You know, if you read a prompt and you're like, oh man, I know exactly what to say about this. Like, I, I know what I want to say, like, go for it. It'll be more authentic if you pick something that you're genuinely passionate about um, writing. Um, if it's something that sparks your interest, like that's your true self is going to come out. And, you know, that's all that we're looking for when we're looking through essays. We want to get to know you. We want to get to know what you're passionate about. Um, kind of take a moment and deep dive into like one specific moment that you're really proud of. Um, and I think that's kind of where your where your personality and your who you are will shine through. So trust your gut and your initial instinct. And that's something too, <laughs> thinking about like different essay prompts and working with our students now, we try to tell them, even with like the the main essay through their personal statement, um, mm-hmm. and your common app, we say like, don't write about or don't pick the question that you think the admissions counselor wants to right. read. Like, pick something you actually want to write about and enjoy, um, you know, sharing with somebody else. Right. Okay, so I was really excited when we chatted about this uh, last month, but we talked about like contribution of community is impactful to Richmond's campus. It's kind of that vibrant part of the culture on campus. So when you're reading an application and you're looking for, can that student contribute to the community? What are, what are some of those things that the spark moments that that you're really gazing and looking for? Yeah. Um, so definitely we're looking at what kind of extracurricular activities that you're involved in, as well as the topics, you know, that you may choose to write about in your essay, um, as well as taking into consideration, you know, what your recommendation letters may um, say about you or your interests or what you're involved in. Here at Richmond, we are looking for students who, you know, have contributed to their, you know, high school community or, you know, they we can see that in them. And we know that if they had access to maybe more resources or more opportunities, they would be someone who contributes a lot to their community. Um, So, like, if we see that a student has, you know, has been involved in a lot of like robotics club or a lot of STEM related activities and they um, or have a strong interest in that, but they maybe haven't had access to doing research. Like we can see that passion in them and, and we'll think, okay, you know, if they had the opportunity to do some research here or do some internships in that area here, they could really thrive. Um, and so those are the kinds of things that we're looking for. Um, you know, because we want to create a campus community, um, you know, where students are passionate about their studies, but as well as you know, enacting change, whether that be on our campus, within our society as a whole, um, both. Like we're just looking for students to create change in our community and who are really passionate about what they're um, studying and their interests. Yeah. And and do you feel similarly with like family responsibilities and how students can highlight some of yeah. that on their activities list? That's a big one. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, family responsibilities are really huge. Um, I, I've read a lot of applications where, you know, they take care of their siblings or grandparents or whoever it may be, or they maybe help out with their family's business. Um, and those are all kinds of things that demonstrate, you know, your character. Like if you're willing to help out others and, and, you know, be selfless and, and do things that aren't 
directly benefiting you, um, that still shows who you are and that you could be, you know, a member of this community and can contribute to, um, you know, making this a wonderful campus environment. Oh, yeah. It kind of, it just makes me feel good, like thinking about students and selecting where they're going to go and, and then how they, they do like give back to their institutions. So um, that's really neat. Okay. So our last question is what advice would you give to students and parents about college admissions? And if it's more than one, that's okay. <laughs> it's a really big loaded question. It's, it's very large. My, so my initial thought is using your admission counselor as a resource, right? Um, So we are, air quotes here, I'm doing air quotes, you can't see, but the experts in knowing our schools. So regardless of what institution you're looking at, your admission counselor is going to be a great resource for you to get information about, you know, academic programs, student life, You know, they're going to have all the statistics that you're interested in. Um, And this isn't to say that we know everything. Um, We can also point you in the direction of, you know, maybe a different office on campus. Or I like to point to a lot of our current students. Yeah. Because I know students like to hear from other students who are here. And sometimes I'll pull them in, you know, if it's an on-campus event or, you know, I need help responding to a student question over email. Like, I will get a student's perspective um, because I know that's beneficial for students to hear directly from students, but definitely take advantage of the admission counselor um, for the school that you're interested in. You know, this is why we're here. We're here to help you make an informed decision. And, you know, I would love for students to come to Richmond, but I do understand that like this might not be the home and the fit for everyone. And that's okay. I want to provide you with um, as much information as I can so you can make that informed decision and find your college home. No, oh, that's so great. And it also like takes away the layer of like this scary admissions representative in the yeah. office, right? Like at, as an admissions representative, you're a person and, yeah. um, you know, you obviously have great facts about the school and can share your experience. So reaching out, I think is a great uh, piece of advice. So thank you for sharing that. Um, And thanks so much for just being open to coming on the podcast and also just being super authentic. And you, you are one of the easiest people to talk to. So thank you so much for joining us. Oh my gosh. That means a lot to me, truly. Like, thank you for having me. This was really fun. fun. I I had a great time. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks again to Kaya Stewart from the University of Richmond. We hope hearing Kaya's perspective is a reminder to connect with a college representative, be intentional with your essay, and consider which application deadline would be best for you. If you have any questions, please reach out to us. And as always, thanks for listening to College Planning Simplified with Advantage College Planning.